The Right Hook Podcast. With the Mitsubishi Commercial Range. Pajero Executive, Pajero Commercial, Outlander Business and new L200. All with a leading five-year commercial warranty. MitsubishiMotors.ie Joining me for yet another Essential Songs is uh, Bill Hughes. Welcome to the programme. Thank you, George. Uh, there have been some interesting ones and not so interesting ones in the years we've been together. Yeah. Uh, is this interesting? Well, the not so interesting ones are decided by your very low barometer. You see, I can't, I can't go that low. I have to, it's like limbo, you know, limbo. I, I can't do that. Right. So to me, I put songs that I really like or songs that I love from a certain year. I don't deliberately put a bad one in there to annoy you. It's like, you know, people, I do get that impression sometimes. Yeah. No, no, I, I deliberately so don't. So what year are we doing? 1951. Wow. Great year. Well, the 50s, it's, it's, it's really interesting, 40s, 50s, because we're seeing a change. It's a, bit, it's a bit early for obviously sort of pop, but we're moving away from like the big band era of World War II and 1930s and so on. We're seeing a lot of groups, I would think, a mm-hmm. um, lot more women maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot more novelty songs, like, mm-hmm. for instance, now it might have been 51, mm-hmm. but imagine there was a song once called How Much Is That Doggy In The Window? I do remember <laughs> that as a child, I yeah. do remember. So let's go, because okay. I'm, I'm suddenly all excited. Well, it's good that you pull the, the, the comparison with what happened at the end of the 40s and how the 40s music scene transitioned into the 50s because the person who probably best exemplified that was Frankie Lane. Oh, yeah. Frankie Lane, massive voice. Um, And his song that was such a a huge hit in 1951, Jezebel. Do you remember Jezebel? Do I? What? It's huge. It's just a big, it's like an anthem. But given... The politically correct uh, university campuses now, they'd probably ban it because <laughs> it is a poor vision of women, sort of. Well, it was such a huge hit that even the B-side separately charted and went to number three. This went to number one, but the B-side, which was called Rose, Rose, I Love You, that oh, went yeah. to number three. But the guy who wrote it, Wayne Shanklin, also wrote a fabulous song from the 70s. Chanson d'Amour by really? Manhattan Transfer. Manhattan Transfer, Same yeah. guy wrote this. Wrote wow, just 20 about. years apart. 20 years apart. Okay. So Frankie Lane, uh, what a character, born into a kind of mafiosa family. He was born in 1913. He died in 2007. He was born Francesco Paolo Lovecchio. And he was born in Chicago. And the family had come from Sicily. And his father was Al Capone's barber. Go away. Yeah. So it's like, but he was known uh, from in his career as Mr. Rhythm. He was known as Old Leatherlungs. He was known as Mr. Steel Tonsils because the voice was just so huge. And he had massive hits. That's My Desire, That Lucky Old Son, Mule Train, High Noon, I Believe, Cool Water, Rawhide, 
Lord, you gave me a mountain. You know, the, all those songs. Now, he, he also had a huge career in uh, singing songs for uh, movies, particularly cowboy movies, he although did. interesting. You say High Noon there. He mm. didn't sing no, High Noon didn't. on the movie. It Tex was Ritter Tex Ritter. Ritter. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But Frankie Lane had a bigger hit. Oh, far bigger hit. Yeah, it was bigger. Uh, but the thing here is... Uh, this guy's a tenor, mm-hmm. uh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But he's got what you, you describe about steel tonsils and leather lungs. God, the voice is huge. The voice is huge. He sang the theme songs to 310 to Yuma, Gunfight at the OK Corral, Blazing Saddles. Like, he did actually record those. He 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 was the, the voice on the soundtrack, but he wasn't the voice on the soundtrack of High Noon, as you say. And he sold, he had 70 chart hits. 70. 21 gold records and over a hundred million albums sold. So he really did have a hit, a, a, a great career. And his influence on popular music and rock and soul, it's rarely acknowledged today, but he was the first real race music crossover because when he started singing, people couldn't decide whether he was black or white. All right. And, you know, they just couldn't figure it out. But later, Singers who have said that he was a huge influence on them. Ray Charles, Bobby Darren, Lou Rawls, The Beatles, Tom Jones, James Brown and Billy Fury have all at some stage tipped the hat to yeah. Frankie Lane. Well, well, I can understand why Tom Jones would, would mm. be influenced because there were similar kind of singers. I, if you haven't heard Jezebel with Frankie Lane, I tell you, you've got something coming up. Uh, play it again, Colette. If ever the devil was born Without a pair of horns It was you Jezebel, it was you If ever an angel fell Jezebel, it was you Jezebel, it was you If ever a pair of eyes Promised paradise Jezebel, it was you If ever the devil's plan Was made to torment man It was you Jezebel, it was you T'would be better had I never known A lover such as you Forsaking dreams and all For the siren call Of your arms Like a demon love possessed me You obsessed me constantly What evil star is mine That my fate's design Should be Jezebel 
giving me blue Jezebel it was you Oh, oh special huh? I'm only 10 years of age and, and um, you know the BBC won't be playing there so you've got to go to Radio Luxembourg or whatever but by heaven wasn't he wasn't he astonishing Jezebel with Frankie Lane uh, oh yeah I I can't wait for the other two like that was what an opening yeah well, there they, you go. the essential songs of 1951 with Bill Hughes you can go to Spotify and search for essential songs on the right hook and subscribe we put them all up there and you got them all so you've got a so you've got a great playlist and there's no uh, censorship even 1992 is up there even though I don't like it but um oh what's next come on I'm I'm really sitting forward in my seat okay well it's 1951 we're doing but if we go back to 1939 two cousins were driving across New Mexico one of them Ross Bagdasarian and the other William Saroyan. Now, they're um, Armenian-American. Ross Bagdasarian went on to become David Seville and he created Alvin and the Chipmunks. And William Saroyan, according to Stephen Fry, is, he, he should take his place as one of the greatest writers of the 20th century. He should be up there with Hemingway, Steinbeck and Faulkner. And the two of them, for a laugh, wrote a song. And crossing the, New Mexico. Crossing New Mexico. In Albuquerque 19, and places. In sucked. 1939. Right. In 1951, that song got recorded and launched the career of Rosemary Clooney. And the song was Come On In My House. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rosemary Clooney, George Clooney's auntie, yeah. uh, got uh, also made films. Uh, most Lots famous, a White Christmas mm-hmm. uh, with Danny Kaye and Bing Crosby. And Vera Ellen. And Vera Ellen, don't forget. Uh, Rosemary got bigger as she got older. Rosemary was bipolar. Was she? Yeah, Rosemary was bipolar and she wrote about it later in life when she wrote autobiographies. I I had the great pleasure of meeting her. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I met her in New York uh, at a, a, a supper club where she was uh, watching the Irish tenor Ronan Tynan do his solo act uh, she was fascinated by the Irish tenors and I had produced the Irish tenors and she was there in her wheelchair and she wanted to meet the producer can I meet the producer and it was such a thrill and to meet Rosemary Clooney twas I twas I yeah Rosemary Clooney she had such hits with like Mambo Italiano Tenderly Half As Much Hey There and This Old House and her real success, though, was as a jazz vocalist. But she had done a lot of movies and she uh, got together later when things had gone wrong for her. Bing Crosby threw her a lifeline and asked her to open for him on his tour. Um, and this was when the 60s had died and the 70s she was she was broke. She was married to Jose Ferrer twice. Married. He wasn't a very nice guy. No, he wasn't a nice guy. He did not treat her well. They had five children. and But he was openly having affairs. 
And she kept taking him back. Yeah, he was a nice guy. Although he won an Oscar. Did he you did, know that? He did. For, for Serrano de Bergerac. He did. He yeah. did. Yeah, this is great fun. <laughs> I'm having great fun here. Like, I know all about 1951. Yeah, so I'm showing off, really. But, but the other thing about Rosemary was that she was very political. And oh. she was very close with Bobby Kennedy. All right. And she was in the room the night he was shot dead. In the hotel? She was in the room in the hotel. And it had a terrible effect on her. Or the kitchen as it happened. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. hotel. Yeah. It was there. And um, then, you know, she died of um, cancer uh, back in 2002 at her Beverly Hills home. And George Clooney, he was the pallbearer. She's buried at St. Patrick's Cemetery in, in Maysville. But what a character. She played the Gaiety Theatre. She opened for Bing Crosby at the Gaiety Theatre in the 70s when he did his European tour. Go on. Uh, she... She did, and she played the concert hall. She's quite a woman, quite a woman, and and and. Oh, much I, I listen. I, you remember at the very beginning, I said to you there was a crossover from from the end of the forties and the big band era, but also, um, this. Remember, I said kind of novelty. This is hmm. kind of novelty. It is a novelty. It's the great Rosemary Clooney blasting out. I think Bill has chosen all blasters for essential songs of nineteen fifty one. Rosemary Clooney blasting out. Come on, am I? Come on to my house, my house I'm gonna give you candy Come on to my house, my house I'm gonna give you apple, plum And I forgot to do it Come on to my house, my house Come on Come on to my house, my house Come on Come on to my house, my house I'm gonna give you Figs and dates and grapes and cakes eh? Come on to my house, my house Come on Come on to my house, my house Come on Come on to my house, my house I'm gonna give you candy Come on to my house, my house I'm gonna give you everything Come on to my house, my house, I'm gonna give you marriage ring and a pomegranate wine. Come on to my house, my house, come on. Come on to my house, my house, come on. Come on to my house, my house, I'm gonna give you peach and pear and I love your hair. Come on to my house, my house, come on. Come on to my house, my house, come on. Come on to my house, my house, I'm gonna give you East Come on to my house. The wonderful Rosemary Clooney with uh, Come On To My House, Essential Songs of 1951, chosen by Bill Hughes every Thursday at this time. You also can go on Spotify, of course, where you can get on the list of Essential Songs on the right hook. And we got them all there. And you can listen to them all again. Uh, We put them up every single week. William. 
Yes. This is great. This is really <laughs> great. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. Um, I do try to please, but I try to please the listeners rather than you. Oh. <laughs> now, number three. You've only got three. Well, um, I'm... Uh, hard to top these two. Okay, this is the biggest hit of 1951. Mm. The song that outsold everything. The song that was the most popular of all the songs of 1951. Okay. And it was sung... By? Nat King Cole. Ooh, unforgettable? No, too young. Oh yeah, from a movie maybe was it? No, no, all no, right, no, okay. too young. Um, gorgeous, gorgeous song. Uh, this is the best known version of it as well. Now, the younger listener will remember it from the seventies when it was a massive hit for Donny Osmond. He had a, had a hit with it. Lots of people had covers of it, but too young. Written by Sidney Lipman and the lyrics by Sylvia D. Now. Sylvia D also wrote The End of the World for Skeeter Davis, Bring Me Sunshine. You remember Bring Me Sunshine? Yeah. And then she wrote songs for Elvis Presley. She wrote the songs. Bring in Me Sunshine. Who was the guy who used to have that? Bring as Me it? Sunshine. Markham Wise. That's, That's right. the one. Yeah, yeah. And she wrote songs for Elvis Presley for Blue Y and Speedway, uh, native of Little Rock in Arkansas. But we go on to. Mr. Nathaniel Adams Coles, as his proper name was, but Nat King Cole, born in Montgomery, Alabama, on St. Patrick's Day, 1919, March 17th. Um, now, beginning in the 40s, he started recording uh, more pop-orientated material and his stature as a popular icon. It just, when you think of the Christmas song, Nature Boy, Mona Lisa, and his signature song that you've already mentioned, Unforgettable. This guy gave left such a legacy. He was the first African-American to get their own TV show, the Nat King Cole show on TV. And um, the, the, it was very hard to raise sponsorship because, because he was African-American. Because he was black, absolutely, yeah. But he made the decision to pull it after one season, not NBC. And he made the decision... Because it was such a difficult thing that he quipped at one stage, Madison Avenue, which is where you went for sponsorship. He said, Madison Avenue is afraid of the dark. Mm. And now, that was, you know. Yeah. Him he was sad, though, because mm. it, the latter part of his life was bedeviled by it, the, the Internal Revenue Service mm -hmm. who went after him for back taxes. Yeah. And then he made a terrible mistake. He went on a tour in the South. Mm-hmm. And he played before segregated audiences. Mm -hmm. And that damaged him hugely with the black community as well. And, and white liberals. Well, he was actually assaulted on stage uh, at a concert in Birmingham, Alabama in 1956. Mm. Uh, he was from Montgomery, Alabama, but three members of the North Alabama Citizens Council jumped on stage and assaulted him badly. Um, in 1948, he purchased a house in the all-white district of Hancock Park, in Los Angeles and the Ku Klux Klan showed up and they burned a crucifix on his front lawn really? uh, to put the frighteners on him. Uh, the property association, or the property owners association came and they said to him, we don't want any undesirables in the area. And he famously said, well, neither do I. And if I see any, I'll let you know about <laughs> it. Um, so he was a smoker. A very heavy smoker, yeah. three packs a day. And died cool, of cancer as cool, a result Yeah, cool course. menthol he used to smoke. And he would smoke 
several cigarettes in rapid succession, one off the other, before he'd start recording. And he, so he said that that's what gave him his distinctive velvet voice, but at such a cost. And he died from lung cancer, uh, lung cancer on February 15th, so this week in 1960, 1965, so 51 years dead. But also his daughter, uh, oh, Natalie, Natalie yeah. he did a great duet, which was a technological duet. Posthumous, it was a, yeah. Yeah, posthumous, mm. the very word I was looking for. Mm. Uh, unforgettable. Yeah. But also, she died tragically because yeah. she had a, a, a drug problem. She did. And so quite sad, really, yeah. in a cold sort of situation. Yeah, she died from the residual effects yeah. of a drug problem. Her All liver right. gave in. Yeah. yeah, why don't we listen to that, King? Yeah, this is just, just beautiful. The biggest hit of 
the wonderful Nat King Cole went too young. The other thing I we should mention, of course, was he was a wonderful pianist. I was reminded by the piano intro there. He was a wonderful pianist. He started his career as a jazz pianist and yeah. everybody thought that's where he was going to go. But then once people heard his voice, it sort of overshadowed his ability to be this amazing instrumentalist. And uh, his his voice was his instrument. So. Yeah, but um, you see, it was very distinctive for just the whole thing yeah. uh, in that era or any era. You have an awful lot of people who sound the same. You could never confuse Nat King Cole with anybody else. Not with anybody. And that lush orchestration, it's just so, you know, you can you can see people dancing in tails and you can see the woman in the long dress yeah, yeah. across her. You can just, it, it just conjures up beautiful images. All right. Uh, three out of three. For oh. Bill oh, this wow. week. Um, also, Spotify. Um, you can subscribe to Essential Songs on the Right Hook, and uh, you've got the playlists. All the Bill's playlists are there, and we'll put up these three now in just a couple of mo. Coming up next, Jerd uh, Tannum will kickstart another business. But Bill, until next week, thanks thank George. you so much. Thank you.